let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something that is too loud. God damn it. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong with the world. And it's that not enough people compare movies to Vin Diesel's 2005 seminal masterpiece, The Pacifier. It's like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. And it is the feeling that has brought you here, to me, and to Luke, and to Corey, here on No Highway Option. Well, you heard from Terrible Morpheus that this is no highway option. It's a cinema podcast where we answer the one question that applies to every film. Better or worse than Vin Diesel's 2005 masterpiece, The Pacifier. I'm Connor. I'm one of your hosts. And I don't think I would go into the red dress simulation that Mouse made because, I don't know, it's a fake lady. That's strange to me. Uh, I'm your other host, Luke. And I would go into the simulation because it's a fake lady and that's strange to me. (laughs) The simp simulation. (laughs) And we have a returning guest with us. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, Yeah, I'm Corey. And I think I would go into the simulation because I like Mouse's rationale that to deny yourself pleasure is to deny being human. That's true. Even though he goes about it in kind of a creepy way. He doesn't pitch it well, I will have to say. Um, But I do think think I would go. Okay. If only just to have a conversation. Well, yeah, no no judgment to anybody who goes or doesn't go. Also, it's not real. (laughs) I feel your judgment over here. Well, yeah, I judge you for (laughs) anything that you say, but like that's, you know. Wow. Okay. (laughs) That's what happens when you host a show for three years on and off okay um, <laughs> is there more we have to unpack or is that is it right is that is that the extent of it that's pretty much it all right cool that's good <laughs> honestly after three years if that's it y'all are doing great <laughs> um, and if you couldn't tell by all that uh today's episode which was given to us by I do, 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 I do not remember. <laughs> uh, which was given to us by Jess Soriano from our Twilight episode is the 1999 sci-fi action iconic film The Matrix. I like that you're breaking down like a robot. As, yeah. As like a theme. <laughs> Look, it's been a long week. Yeah. Do that. So uh, do we have any history with The Matrix, either just this movie or the whole franchise? I mean, this is The Matrix. I have seen it before. As have I. I had never seen it before. Really? Yes. And as oh, I really? Yeah. And as I admitted to y'all over email, not only had I never seen The Matrix, this is the first movie I've ever seen with Keanu Reeves in it. I had never seen a Keanu Reeves movie up until this. And I would like to send out a personal thank you to Jess Seriano, Hatfield friend. <laughs> <laughs> because hot take, y'all. I loved it. 
That was, um, <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. And I am so glad I finally watched it. I I have a bad trend of not watching classic movies. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of classic movies I haven't seen. And this was one of them. Yeah, I this like this was one I hadn't seen. I didn't watch this until I was it might have been after I graduated from college or I was in college. Like, mm, yeah, it was one of those that's been around for so long that like everything has made fun of it. Yeah. So I was like, I got the gist of it. I know bullet time. I know Mr. Anderson. Like, <laughs> I know all the shit. So like, do I even need to watch The Matrix? And then I saw it for the first time in my 20s. And I was like, yeah, of course I needed to watch The Matrix. This shit rules. The sequels are diminishing returns, but still good. And the fourth one kicks ass. So I was kind of on that space where I was like, I've seen everybody parody this. I know what it is. Mm. Turns out I don't know what it is. <laughs> when I, because when I watched it, I had it completely flipped. I thought the Matrix was like the higher self world. Mm hmm. Um, that you you escaped the real world into the Matrix. And then, like, the Matrix was, was wi- the goop world. Yes. If you will. Right. And then, and so my, I thought you were trying to get to the Matrix, and if you weren't in the Matrix, it meant that, like, you just didn't know. You mm-hmm. just, like, weren't about it. So I had it completely backwards. And that made the first 20 minutes a little bit confusing <laughs> until Morpheus was like, here's what it is. And I was like, thank you. That was very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I needed that explanation. I did. Thank you very much, Lawrence. I did need that. Yeah. This was a, this was a Hatfield public library mm. rental Oof, for me. Yes. It might've been on VHS. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was 1999. Yeah. yeah. Like as I was rewatching it this time, half my notes are like, I was four years old, so, like, it wouldn't have meant anything to me in theaters. But, like, if I could go back as an adult and just experience this in theaters with a completely blind audience would be incredible. Oh, absolutely. Because everyone would just be, like, no one would know how to handle it. Absolutely mind-blowing. It would be so, it would be, like, I mean, I don't know if exactly like this, but I feel like how people felt at Star Wars or Jaws or something, Mm -hmm. where they were just, like, how are you making that? Yeah, this is a whole new thing that like we're gonna experience forever now yeah because i so i love Patton oswald the comedian and Mm -hmm. he's a really big movie fan and so he was talking about how jurassic park came out and there was all this like amazing cgi and then after that there was a bunch of trash films that used terrible cgi and then he was like and then there was the matrix yeah you know that's pretty much it (laughs) And you can, yeah, you can really see it. Won the Oscar for best visual effects. Yeah. I, Yeah. I, and like, this was, it was one of the first times, like, I learned about special effects because mm-hmm. I think I had like a Nickelodeon magazine as a kid when one of the sequels was coming out and they were like, you know, that really cool part in the Matrix? Well, here's a picture of how they shot it. And it's like the part of Smith and Neo, like punching in midair. Oh, yeah. And when it goes around them and it was like just a green screen room with a ton of cameras around it. Yeah. And I was like, why is the room all green? What does that mean? And like, I learned more and more about (laughs) it. So like, you can blame the Matrix for me being the way I am today, I guess. But, or Nickelodeon Magazine, take your pick. It it, it did not hold up as much for me, visually. Oh, there's, there's some messy stuff. Like there's some of the like, fully CG, like the machines look a little 1999 but like it's 24 years old like the things that try to eat their ship yeah yeah 
Yeah, like the sentinels and everything. Like, But I mean, that terrifying scorpion that goes into oh, him. Oh, the bug. Uh, I that, hate the belly bug. It, that looked great, in my opinion. Yeah. I thought. I think the, the scorpion itself, yes. But the like spit bubble that it came out of. That didn't look as good for me. So I I don't I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, but it looks like um it looks like sperm before the bug <laughs> yeah, comes out. It does. I thought he was gonna get like inseminated. Um and then it became a scorpion and I was like equally but, terrifying. Yeah, both both not for me. But <laughs> yeah, both both not good. <laughs> but I and then I will say that I do appreciate how literal this film is, but in a way that didn't bother me. Like he literally gets bugged. Yeah. And they literally plug in and unplug. That's amazing. <laughs> That's, it's like, I feel like so many people when they talk about it, they're like, it's so deep and it's so cool. And like, there's all this like, you know, religious symbolism and like, oh, uh, Morpheus is actually a monk of the one because mm. he's bald and like the jacket he wears is like a robe or something. He is bald. That's like, true. Some people try <laughs> to get super deep with it. And then you watch it and you're like, no, it's just... I don't know, sci-fi dorks were like, this looks cool and let's make it about love, I guess. So I will say, I will push back a tiny bit on that because like, I think just because it's literal doesn't mean it's super deep. Like I, that's what I kind of liked about it is Mm. like some of the words that we use right now, we're like, oh, I need, I need to go to the mountains. I need to unplug or whatever. It's like, it was super literal, but they took it. Then they took that idea to an imaginative place where literally yeah. you're in a body farm. And and then also like the incredible like the incredible intro that you just did. Mm. Mm. That idea of a splinter in your mind. Um uh Lana Wachowski and Leah Wachowski, Lily Wachowski talk about that as like not being able to describe being trans. Oh, okay. You know, like knowing something is wrong. Right. Knowing something is off. Um, and there being this like splinter in your mind and, you know, so like, and then, yeah. So I think that there are a lot of layers to this movie, but then there's also just like, this is kick ass, you know, (laughs) and we want to see it be awesome. Yeah. This looks cool and we're all having fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a great mix of the two, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, I would say. You know, I had heard that the whole thing was um, was like uh, their experience. Yeah, I've heard them talk about it since. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I think that the article that I read about it, and so I don't know, this was maybe back in twenty twenty one, so I'm not sure if this has changed. But the initial, they were like, it was this allegory, but it was almost still something like they hadn't come out yet, so it was almost something that they hadn't even fully put words to. Right. Right. You know, um, but it's it's it, totally there. And I know that the trans community, like a lot of, especially like, you know, trans nerds are mm. like, this was a very helpful movie for me. Yeah. And it's it's so fascinating just to look back at their filmography after they both yeah. came out and transitioned. Because mm-hmm. you like, you see it's, it's all over the place. I mean, yeah. oh, we talked about it last week, but the whole thing with Cloud Atlas of like... Mm. You have your soulmates, but you're in different bodies. You'll be in different races. You can, yeah. you know, you're not always the body that you're first presented with pretty much. Yeah. Like absolutely. it's, it's fascinating. Oh, it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. And I think there's something to that. Like, um, there's so much going on all the time and like, it always does still come down to like, 
human connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in Cloud Atlas is a great example, and even in this movie, I know you're saying that the yeah. the love thing. I mean, the end. even yeah, I've I've said I'm not a huge fan of it before, but like. Speed Racer is still about the human connection. It's about the racer family and yeah. like the whole thing with Racer <laughs> X. Like it like that's just the Wachowski's thing. They just are just like, you know, loving connection is what works for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. And have y'all seen Sense8? I couple no. episodes. So I've seen a couple so I but my my roommate is obsessed um and like showed me a bunch of episodes but yeah that sense eight is you know it's still very weird i don't think the wachowskis would ever make something that's not weird and and i love that but you know again all about yeah love and connection and like and pleasure too i think a little bit in sense eight yeah which is pretty interesting to me yeah the yeah all the wachowski stuff is fascinating they were gonna make a movie about plastic man the dc superhero in like the 90s but they were like too expensive can't do it so i think they moved on they either moved on to this or just did sequels to Matrix. Yeah. Plastic Man, if I'm not mistaken, is confirmed for the next superhero movie. So there, we might see oh. some kind of resurgence. Okay. But he was... Um, not Wachowski's. Yeah, I know. I don't but, know. Yeah. I know Lana did a TV... Or no, Lily did a TV... No, wait. Lana did a TV show recently for Showtime, I think. Mm-hmm. And Lily did Resurrections. Oh. I think, which I only saw the first three and I have not seen last year. I started watching. I watched the first two of these again and then I never got to the third one mm-hmm. um, because Cobra Kai came out. Um, <laughs> well, but Cobra and, uh, Kai coming out, it's not an excuse. I went to the theater to see Matrix Resurrections on Cobra Kai. Day. But I hadn't finished the third. Oh, movie. and you, you had, had finished the third and you had movie. COVID at that point, didn't you? Yes. Okay. This was two years ago now. Yeah. So your life is broken up into before Cobra Kai, after Cobra Kai. It sounds like <laughs> this was PCK. one. It was a, yeah, it was a seminal thing for you. I there think. were like a couple of years in a row where they released the season on uh, New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and you were and like, was, "I'm not going out. Yeah, Why would I, I go COVID, out? So. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. I mean, you told everybody you had COVID, but you wanted to <laughs> stay home yeah, so you could you watch Cobra Kai. Were like, yeah, I need to. Yeah. I remember Karate Kid. Which no shade, I've done that. <laughs> It's the only good thing to come out of YouTube Red. Yeah. It's a fun show. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it's very fun. <laughs> I mean, there's there's so much to go over with it. There's, there's the whole iconic yeah. Trinity opening, which... Amazing. Is, yeah. And isn't the first time we've discussed that specific scene on this show? Oh, wow. Remember Space Jam 2? Whoa. <laughs> Where they put Granny <laughs> as Trinity? <laughs> I was wondering how long it would take. To get to Space become, Jam 2? Yeah. yeah. Immediately. <laughs> very quickly. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I will I will say that that opening sequence, my God, I love that they come out iconic right out of the gate. You know, she's running on the wall. Mm. She's doing that. The like 360 sus- kick. Exactly. And it's great. I it, love Trinity. I love the way. She's so cool. She's so cool. Um, the only, <laughs> only thing was I definitely thought Trinity and Switch were a couple. I did not. Really? I <laughs> did not. Because again, I went into this with nothing. And I, I didn't first I had the Matrix backwards, and I did mm. not think that Trinity and Neo were going to end up together. I definitely thought that I was like that hot blonde. Yeah, they're going to yeah. be together <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I couldn't remember if there was anything in this one or if it was like the next one, the sequels where it's like more harder and harder. Like, got to get Trinity, got to put everything together. Uh, well, I was thinking more along the lines of like, it doesn't the second one like there's like an immediate sex scene. I feel like. I remember being a child and, like, having it skipped. Yeah. 
Like, I, I can't think, watch it. I think the sex one, I think the sex one, the second one, there's a sex scene early. And then the third one, there's like the whole rave orgy or the mm. rave orgy might be in the second one as well. Listen, I've seen the third one's like two. 99% subway station. I remember the scary movie TV room, you know, like yeah. I just remember bits and pieces as they go farther on. Yeah, I actually, well, I mean, I've, I'm just, be, I'm dipping my toes. I haven't <laughs> seen these sequels, but I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say that like, I loved how the element of love became so important Mm -hmm. and Trinity became so integral to the entire mission. It was great. Yeah. And I mean, it's the, it's kind of the easiest thing to do in one of these sci-fi movies. Cause like what separates us from machines and from AI, right? It's love. Yeah. And the ability to go on strike. Um, I I think AI could maybe figure out how to go on strike. And I think that that, would be the true, like, could be a pinnacle of the labor revolution, right? Like, say AI gets so smart that they also go on strike yeah. with the writers and the actors. You send it a prompt and it says no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, on strike, sorry. Sorry, don't like, want to. Sorry, on strike. I um, think there's a workplace comedy in there. <laughs> of robots yeah, on strike. Robots well, on strike. AI and... Yeah, I would love that. I mean, if we do we want to talk about how goddamn relevant this is yeah i mean the <laughs> that when when morpheus has explained the thing and he's like it happened in the early 21st century everyone was celebrating then we made ai and it fucked everything over and i'm yeah. like hmm. yeah and what's happening over in hollywood and in new york i don't know what's what's happening over there well as of right now uh the wga and sag aftra are both on strike ai is part of their <sighs> list of reasons for them to be striking for anyone who's listening in the future after it's hopefully resolved and they're fair and they're paid fairly yeah this is uh you know there's yeah. some time in between this one yeah maybe yeah. uh yeah you never know i mean hopefully it's but not I, enough time but uh we can I, hope can't we I, yeah i mean I, uh, I don't know they're supposed to start ending over like terminating overall deals at studios on tuesday yeah which is not encouraging but no. yeah. i mean it's wild to me Sometimes when I look at what's happening with the strikes to think like, have y'all not watched any of your own movies? (laughs) Have they not seen The Matrix? I I mean, obviously, yeah, there's a lot in this. We're we're pretty far from where they're at here in The Mm. Matrix. But I will say like, it's amazing to me. Someone said, and I was like, this is perfectly worded. Money makes your brain rot. It's like you don't think the way others think anymore you know because because you you can afford not to yeah it's wild um you know it's it's that arrested development joke where it's like oh it's one egg michael how much can it cost ten dollars yeah (laughs) it's one banana michael yeah no absolutely you don't not only you don't know what things cost and like you know you become the kind of person that's like you know what i'll do i'm gonna chop branches off of trees and that's gonna stop the strike no it's not and you just killed some trees for and no I'll reason. Only get fined two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> it's just it's um it's truly wild to me. Um, but I did what I loved about this movie in terms of I think the Wachowskis are geniuses for many reasons, but mm-hmm. this very specific reason was that they froze this movie in time in a lot of ways because you have the I I was watching it and it was interesting to see all these like futuristic things, but then. The way they get in and out of the matrix is through a payphone. Yeah. So you're like, 
okay. It, but it's not like <laughs> such a throwback of like, oh, no one uses payphones because like they still have cell phones. Well, they they're have those, old yeah. chunky cell phones, but like right. they're still using cell phones and the payphones are still like not seen as outdated, but it's like no one's going to be using these. So this is how we transport in and out. But here's the genius, right? Is that that's the matrix, which mm. is frozen in time. So no one can be like, that doesn't make any sense because it's still 1999. Right. You know? And then the obviously the real world is in 2099, 2199. Um, but I love that. I was like, what a genius move because then you just have this weird frozen in time moment, which I think a lot of people felt in 1999. Mm. Don't know for certain. But the whole like Y2K <laughs> thing, you know, people were like, this is it. We're done. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> and the Matrix grabbed onto that cultural moment like in such a great way and did it in a way that like kind of let it age really well. Yeah. I also do love when a, mo- a sci-fi movie does like the year is, yeah. I don't know, 200 years from whenever we release this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so like it always lines up perfectly. <laughs> yeah. That always makes me laugh. Um, I also like that they Morpheus is like, we don't really know what year it is. Um, yeah. We're <laughs> trying to we're figure like, it yeah. out. We're like, estimating. We're on our dirty little pirate spaceship. Yeah. Everyone's wearing <laughs> sacks and rags. Yeah. Why Why? Why they're so gray? Why do they have to be so gray? Uh, I, according the to... The only thing left is potato sacks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, according to Wikipedia, they were just like, yeah, it's the future, but like... We don't want to make it look like Star Trek. Fuck Star Trek. Let's do the opposite. I mean, I guess like you could go for like everything and, is gone. Well, yeah, it's post-apocalyptic. It's, yeah. it's run yeah, by machines. They have no sense of aesthetic. But I don't know. They don't. What I love is when Morpheus shows him like what the real world looks like now. And mm-hmm. it's just garbage. It's like, seems like AI doesn't mind living in a hellscape. Yeah. They're cool with it. I mean, hey. Wally did his job all the time. Yeah, and like he didn't Wally mind didn't it was a dirty. Human fetus as a C cell battery. No, he didn't. He well, had the sun, but the sun was scorched. The sky was scorched by scorched, the humans yeah. in this one. They scorched it. Also, like Wally that. is past this. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Wally is twenty seven hundred, I think. Sure. But it's not just fetuses. It's like full blown people. Yeah, but like they got they, they, they look they like start fetuses. Up, They're well, in the embryonic sac. Oh they're, yeah, they're no, he's bald. he's just, literally. We could have just got one, just one adult person in there. They did. The... Ke- what do you Keanu mean? Reeves, he's an adult. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But they do but... have a shot of a baby, and it's terrifying. Yes. Like a hundred babies. Yeah, a lot of babies. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of babies and a lot of adults. Yeah, a lot but of adults. They're in the sacks that make them look like babies. Yeah, yeah. he literally is birthed, and then yep. he's um, flushed down a toilet water slide. Yeah, that's that was like the one big time of like seeing the CG versus the practical mm, effects of like yeah. the, he gets burnt, he dives out of the goop. The little monster comes down and yeah. like looks at him and you're like, Oh, that looks bad. And then you watch the shit get unplugged from his back and you're like, that looks real and visceral. Yeah. Like it does. it's, it's nuts. That really holds up. Absolutely. Right. It is surprising. The amount of stuff that looks okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. For such a, heavy hefty sci-fi movie yeah Yeah. that like yeah because it was the not the dawn of cgi but like it was pretty damn close though like Mm -hmm. and you know they found a way to do it really well and not kind of take people out of it which i thought was really cool and i loved all the like i loved everything going like gummy like i loved the Mm. buildings being like 
when the helicopter crashes and it does like the wave before breaking amazing um i loved the spoon Mm -hmm. loved the spoon with all the, I love that bald little girl. All the little X Men kids. Child yeah. Tilda Swinton. Ch- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that I don't know if that little girl gets enough credit for kind of you know like Morpheus gets a lot of credit for shaping Neo, the Oracle, Trinity, but that little girl gives him a vital piece of information. Yeah. About how to bend that spoon. There, there is no spoon. There it's is no spoon. You. Yeah. Which is. Free your mind, man. There's no yeah. spoon, and I loved that. Free your so mind. Much. Listen to rise. Listen to Rage Against the Machine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There should be more ridiculous shit happening. Which, <laughs> I, like, I don't know. It, it, this is a post-apocalyptic world where you're fighting the robots and they're charged on humans and sacks or whatever. But mm-hmm. like that, that that's not a or whatever. That's exactly that what is, is exactly what's happening. Yes. Uh, but, like, when you have a lucid dream, and, like, when you start figuring out that you're lucid dreaming, mm. mm-hmm. the cool part of it is, like, oh, man, now I can do whatever. But uh, can he but, do whatever? I mean, I guess they can kind of... You mean, like, when they're in the Matrix, they yeah. can do whatever? Well, I mean, there's still... But, you like, know, that's the whole thing with, like, the code and, like, yeah. how it's keeping you in there and... You know, they probably don't realize they're lucid dreaming because, like, they probably, they go to sleep and wake up in the Matrix, so they think it's all life, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Sure. And the but bl- then we go on missions. Mm-hmm. Well, We're yeah. going back. I just, just like one You time, want more of them to fly? A little bit, you know? Well. Just, just like <laughs> one time, I want somebody Stay to have, t- like, Iron Man 3 dragon lasers come out of their eye. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stay tuned for the future sequels. You might get some other people flying. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little interesting in terms of like, what are the rules within the Matrix? Because, I mean, from that spoon moment, it seems like there kind of are no rules, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you can free your mind and you can, you can like leap and jump like that, we could get some a lot, lot weirder shit. Well, and it's exactly. like every, every time they rebooted the Matrix mm-hmm. and like made it different, they referenced like, oh, this was the first Matrix. It was too perfect. People freaked out. Yeah. And I was like, but are we talking about the good place right now? What's yeah, going right. on? <laughs> <laughs> but like in future ones, they're like, here are some other things we tried. Right. And like mm. they tried to, there are weirdos in the sequels. And mm-hmm. then you realize if you like look into it more that that was from a universe where they tried to introduce monsters and make monsters real right. to see if that would help. And it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if this all. This yeah. It's like, also, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I didn't have anything else. But, like, what a horrible, and this is part of it, I guess, but, like, what a horrible just baseline to pick as the AI. You know, everybody is everybody is trapped in this thing, but ultimately isn't part of your goal that nobody wants to leave. You know, but, that everybody is stuck. And yeah, but you that's, pick, so you just like, make it life. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, you could have not, you know? You could have they, had they something pre nine eleven life, so like everything was a little simpler. <laughs> yeah. And some people are doing pretty good in the Matrix, right? Yeah, you know, like his boss, who's a dickhead. He's his doing boss, pretty good. who's literally just Wallace Shawn from the opening of The Incredibles. But what, what if you? Yes. He does the same speech oh that my. oh, there are different cogs, yeah. Bob, and the workplace is a machine. And like oh, this time amazing. around, I was like, holy shit, that's little Wallace Shawn, man. <laughs> yeah. I think tactically, if you do 
you put every person should be in their own simulation i think that do you know the processing power that'll take yeah it's fake it's, it's got you a, don't know what processing power they're using but like people, you're, people you in goo. they are using people in goo you're for processing using power they are you're yeah. using a fake world where mm. people are still like in their regular workplace class system mm-hmm. you know well, like yeah. Why? Why aren't you just, why isn't everyone just their own version of like, I am like eating bonbons. Like I don't have to go to work today. I'm laying naked and playing with matchbox. They cars. tried like, that and people freaked out. Yeah. Because it was too, because it was too perfect. perfect. And like, should have been if, one by one to one. If you do it one to one, then you're going to get a lot more people trying to break out. Cause you're going to get a lot of Truman show situations. Though. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, have you, did you watch the good place? I have not yet. Okay, oh, so, so I will say that like they do kind of address what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like why not just make everything perfect? And I won't, it has some good twists in it, so I won't say anything. But I do think that what was really interesting to me is there's they're locked in this system that's good but bad and sad but happy and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, I think maybe this wouldn't, doesn't fully hold up, but I think the Wachowskis did that because, like, that is what we are. Yeah. Yes. We are locked in a system. And, like, they were pretty intentional about it. Like, there was, when Morpheus is explaining the Matrix, I think this is when they're in their own training Matrix simulation mm. with the red-dressed woman. Um, and they say, like, this is, this is the system. This is the system we're all locked in, and this is the enemy. And then it literally pans to a cop. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, they're being very they're, intentional. <laughs> they're, they're, if there's one thing they're not, it's subtle filmmakers. Yeah. But like, that's part of the fun. I, I loved it. I was like, yeah, this is the 90s and we're, we're going to call it out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that just makes the ending so satisfying when you see system failure. Like, yeah. Which is so foreign to us now because anytime anything happens with your computer, you get so angry. And then seeing that error message, I was like, I feel free. It felt so good. (laughs) I can fly too. Yes. I was like, this is amazing. I feel like we've gotten far into this conversation without mentioning at all how insanely good Hugo Weaving is. Yes. As Agent Smith. Yeah. Like, even though his face just naturally looks like he's a villain. (laughs) Like... I yeah, and also like I think they did a good job of making him like a legitimately interesting villain mm-hmm. with the caveat that he's kind of supposed to look like all the other ones, you know? Yeah, like yeah. that's he that, doesn't really have a personality. That's the thing that's fascinating is like he's in this with two other bad programs. Yeah. And he comes back for future ones because they're like He's just so good. Everybody loves him. Yeah. Everyone does the Mr. Anderson. Like it's, (laughs) it's a whole thing. He's incredible. He was just a Australian actor and like just doing small stuff and they found him and they were like, you have to be in all of our shit now. (laughs) Like, like, I mean, he's been in some stuff. He was in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert uh, he voiced the sheepdog in both of the Babe movies. Okay. Nice. I don't know if I remember the sheepdog yeah, specifically I don't either. in those movies. Yeah. But like this is what catapulted him. And then he did like Lord of the Rings and... Movies uh, I also haven't seen. Those I've, are classics I haven't seen. I've seen two of them and like they're good. But yeah. I saw them when I was a kid. Yeah. And I saw one of the Hobbits 
as a date movie and I was like, I can tell this one is bad. You know what I remember the most about Lord of the Rings movies is though, is Gala. always being with somebody who is like way more all into it. about it. Yeah. And uh, I'm always yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I like, I got screamed at in high school cause some guy was like, what do you mean you never watched him? I'm like, that- I don't know. I watched star Wars. And he's like, you got to take a full day, watch all extended editions. It's going to be 18 hours. I'm like, that sounds boring. <laughs> like, I will say that that is the kind of reaction I get all the time. I was mm-hmm. I was expecting a little bit of that reaction here. I'm glad that I didn't because every time I say I haven't seen the Lord of the Rings movies, that is the reaction I get. It's, it's one of those things like just with people not seeing movies where... I definitely used to react like, oh my God, you haven't, you have to. Yeah. But then as I got older, I was like, no one cares. You just, you just got to go, oh, it's good. You should check it out. Like yeah. you don't need movie. to freak out and yell <laughs> You don't need them. to accost somebody. Yeah. Exactly. They'll, 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 they'll get it. Yeah. Um, and also, well, now I just, I lie a lot. Like people be like, have you seen this? And I'm like, yeah, I've yeah, seen it. yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I liked it. I don't know if I made it past the first season. No, no, no maybe I did. And then, like, I'll yeah. add in a couple details and then I'm out. Remember that yeah. time they lorded all those rings? Yeah, yeah man, it was, great. it was great. You got to suss it out, though. Like, I can't do it with shows because I know that I won't be able to drum up anything. But if I can remember just, like, a trailer mm-hmm. or something yeah. that I've seen about a movie, I can usually get enough to go through. And then if you let the other person talk. and they, Well, that's like, the thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just got to ask a question. You just and replace... Then man that's crazies with yeah that was great yeah exactly i got through two separate car rides uh with a supervisor talking about um what's the show they're like i think they're vampires and the guy like feeds on the depression what we do in the shadows yes yeah funny Mm. show and i am so sad i haven't seen that show yet because i love matthew barry so much i'm going to watch it but my god i love that man i like i've seen bits and pieces of it just because like i don't know it's a sitcom like you don't yeah well, now they have a serialized storyline because everything has to but like yeah it's it's fun it's it's worth checking out the vampires live on staten island amazing so like that's that makes it worth watching <laughs> but like yeah it's also easy to fake because like they can just say stuff and you go yeah it was funny i will say this because i have a mic in my hand and i've thought it for a very long time i how can you how can you make a show about british vampires and not have Noel Fielding in it. And I don't know if you know who Noel Fielding I, is. Did y'all watch the IT crowd? I don't know if he ever I pops up yet. or not. Okay, so Noel but, Fielding is yeah. a, a, essentially a living vampire. He looks I, like a vampire. I love him so much. He's amazing. And I just can't believe that he's not in that show. I it's was shocking like, to me. So Obs- not Jamarcus, one of the other guys. No, he, <laughs> he, yeah. Yes. Uh, I like watched IT crowd in college. And then during the pandemic, living with my parents again. They started watching Great British Bake Off, and uh, yes, Noel Fielding's on Noel the Great British Bake Off. became yes. one of the presenters for that. And my yeah. parents were like, "Who is this strange man?" I'm like, "It's Old Greg." And they're, <laughs> oh. yeah, Noel Fielding's Old Greg. Okay, but oh, I should have said that. I, that would make sense for you. But yeah. Yeah. I remember <laughs> what our, does that mean? Well, our high school was obsessed with that yeah. video, <laughs> and it was so annoying like i had um, heard the voice so many times before i'd even seen it yes <laughs> yes all the time um that and that mad tv sketch of the can i have your number sketch oh my god those two things i the, feel or like the the gym class the um back of your head is ridiculous exactly uh, that one the coach Hines one that's the one i remember oh yeah 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 but like those absolutely took over our school oh yeah yeah um yeah no fielding um lovely man i would love to see him as a vampire yeah, he absolutely <laughs> should have been in it. I don't I don't think he ever is. 
I don't think he is. No, it's but he, upsetting. you know, he was sort of in that comedy circle, mm-hmm. the mighty Boosh comedy circle in the UK. Yeah. Um, with Richard Ayoade as well. Ah, I love Another him. gorgeous he, human. He's the greatest. I love him so much. He should come on the show if he ever wants to. He has an open he, invitation. He never will, yeah. but oh, Jamarcus. <laughs> Great. I well, I don't I didn't know if you knew his name. Or I not. was pretty sure, and then uh, I figured you would say it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I it, listen. It was either that or I do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I love the watch. Uh, it doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. The only thing about the IT crowd is that the creator is a well, massive sucks. transphobe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like a terrible person. But I will say that like if you have the capacity to like compartmentalize that, and if you don't totally fine because you don't have to it's a very funny it's show, a very though. funny show yeah and i love sorry we're so off topic it's oh, I that's mean, the theme that that's the that's, <laughs> we, we get through that a lot on this and also like it's the matrix what else can we say yeah i will say though that like if you watch they did an american it crowd oh it's a mess well it's a they only did the pilot and then mm-hmm. they canned it because it was trash but it's I watched the pilot. Joel McHale instead of Chris O'Dowd, right? It's Joel oh. McHale. It's every everyone's different except, except for Richard, Richard Iwadi because yeah. they were like nobody else can be Moss. Um, I thought he was gonna be in everything. I mean, there I guess was a like, second where people did think that. Yeah, yeah. He he's doing more indie stuff. Like, yeah. Well, he's I, a director more. Mm-hmm. He's he's a director um, and a writer, and honestly, like. I think he and he he's written a bunch of books, mm-hmm. and I think also he's one of those British comedians, which is very common, I think, in the UK, who make a lot of money by just being on those like panel the panel ch- show that's panel chat shows, and then and he hosts like a game show. Yeah, I see him <laughs> every year. Somebody uploads the, the BBC's big fat quiz, big quiz of the year, yeah. and it's always like him and like him and Noel, and they just are a team dicking around. They're with adorable. a game of Jeopardy and it's so much fun. They're That's adorable. where I discovered James Corden and like he was tolerable yeah. then. Yeah, he was on the Big Fat Quiz um, and um, Richard Iowati also does Travel Man mm-hmm. and if you ever need some serotonin, <laughs> there is an episode of Travel Man with Chris O'Dowd. Oh, I'm sure that's a blast. It's a blast. It There is this moment, God, I can't talk, to, talk about the moment without spoiling it, but I'll just say they go to a snow globe maker and it's um i have that like bookmarked for when i need a laugh it's just anytime <laughs> anytime it's fantastic um but yeah so you know what's weird matrix. about the matrix yeah. they're uh, still referencing commercials from the 80s in 2199 at one point uh, i think they do the kung fu thing and tank goes hey mikey he likes it which is an old <laughs> life cereal commercial from the 80s. Whoa. And I went, weird. Weird. I guess culture but is like, always cyclical. I don't think it's that No, weird. it Well, and it's a joke for a 90s audience. So like, yeah. that's just me overthinking it for a second. But if you think about, I don't know, th- it, like you have at least one vivid commercial from your childhood. You have like way more than one. But like, but th- like this is generations in the future. Yeah. But if you're, if, Tomorrow, everything ended. That would suck. Yeah. But, like, you would be telling the stories that you had. Um, because that's what people do. Like, that's how people come together. Yeah. That's how everything starts. Mr. Burns, yeah. a post-electric play. We've all heard of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you would tell, like, you would think of something. You know, whether it's, whatever your thing is. Whatever your pull is. Whether you're, whether it's the E-Trade baby or not. Um, you would tell that story and then it would come down. 
I will say, speaking of ads, one of the parts that I cackled laughing, but it was one of those laughs where I was like, was I supposed to laugh? Mm-hmm. Was when Morpheus is explaining the Matrix. They're in that, um, they're in the construct, which is sort of like their simulator. Right. Which, by the way, I love how you get into the construct and you're instantly hot. Like, yeah. <laughs> so gorgeous. Um, and he talks about how the AI are using them for energy and he says like that we've taken all of human existence and turned it into and then they holds up like a Duracell battery <laughs> and I was like is this product placement like there, it's yeah. happening it is weird when product placement happens in this because like it's such a world that's like well, so weird and so futuristic but then like during the final fight, there's a blatant Pepsi vending machine in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, I can't take my eyes off that. But at least that's in the Matrix, which is True. trying to be our real world. This is this in is, like, a, is referencing like a white Zero. void. Where did he even get that battery from? I mean, I guess he could just think it up, right? Mm. But my God, I cackled laughing. I was like, this turned into like a Duracell ad. Yeah, like, real quick. <laughs> it was amazing. I Yeah, this, the white void, the guns, lots of guns thing. That was funny. Is this like the most culturally in like relevant R-rated movie ever? Because oh like God. so many kids cartoons that I grew up with did every Matrix parody. Like off the top of my head, like Fairly Odd Parents, Shrek, Proud Family, like everyone did a bullet time, a 360 kick, a white void where the shelves came rushing at you. Like yeah. Yeah. It was nuts how much this penetrated to a younger audience. Everything. And like to the point where now there's probably people watching who don't really know where it originated, which mm-hmm. I find fascinating. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I don't think that some people get mad about that. They're like, you don't even know where that's from. But like, it's fun to shit. discover it. Yeah. And it's also literally just part of the culture. Yeah. Like they, it is now. And then, I mean, and then from something like The Matrix, now we have everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. And I am so fucking happy because I lo- I saw that movie before I watched The Matrix. And um, the Daniels in one of their Oscar speeches called out. They were like, we thought, oh, what if I put my mom in The Matrix? And I'm like, and then we get this beautiful, wonderful movie. Like, thank yeah. you so much. I, <laughs> yeah. You can really see the influence on everything everywhere. Absolutely. But, which is great. Like, I love that movie so oh, much. Oh, so good. Yeah. And like, I will say that like, I think everything, everywhere, all at once takes the emotional arc much further, which mm-hmm. I like. Like, it is like, I think that there is a big well, emotional arc in The Matrix, but like. Not like. Not yeah, like, yeah. not like well, everything, everywhere, all yeah, at once. Yeah, everything, everywhere. It has like a relationship at the center and like, you get to know the character more. With Neo, you're kind of just like, that's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and they're and just like, like... Which isn't bad. In fact, like, I've gotten in arguments with people before who have been like, man, Will Smith was supposed to play Neo. That would have made it better because Keanu Reeves is a bad actor in The Matrix. I'm like, his performance is exactly what it should be because he's confused and scared the whole time. It's the cracked... It's the cracked article. It's, or it was... They, they made that video. There's a whole theory about uh, a, a certain time of movies and the reason that Keanu Reeves was so popular in that section of it. And it's because he is the ultimate, I mean, now he has become something else. Now he has broken out of it. He is a, he's a different kind of actor than he used to be, but he was such an accessible, like open mouthed, just limp body. 
for so long, like in all of the movies he was making, it was yeah. like, and that was the idea. It was, um, it's like a self insert. Yeah. He's in, he's insanely yeah. relatable. Cause like, and it's, yeah, you'd be staring slack jawed at everything going, whoa, too. If a brain downloaded a Kung Fu program in your head, your reaction would be, I know Kung Fu. That right. line also cackled. Loved oh, hilarious. It. Loved it. I and, know Kung Fu. Yeah. And people say that like uh, that era, that like early, that 2000s up to the 2010, like a lot of the movies, if you look at what was like the huge blockbuster thing, you're your Harry Potter, your Lord of the Rings, your superheroes before it was like, I'm going to watch Superman do his taxes and get into a real relationship. Like back when it was just, I want to see that one back when it was just flying man punch stuff. It's, it's a self insert. It's a, yeah. I, yeah. It's an ordinary person, in an extraordinary situation. Yeah. But he isn't ordinary. He's extraordinary. Yeah. Right. Which is really interesting. But to him, he's ordinary and he has to unlock and it. Absolutely. You, you could be him. If you're just looking at him. Yeah. yeah, totally. Although, I mean, there's something about those eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, those he's... eyes are doing work. They're doing a lot of work in this, <laughs> I, and I love it. I mean, probably if you covered up his eyes in, like, anything, you could see how much he's aged. But, like, yeah. because his eyes are the same now, you're like, damn, that guy is still a young man. Yeah. It's the Mark Ruffalo effect, man. He's It's the kind eyes. Yeah. Is Mark Ruffalo? Do but people Ma- still think Mark that he Ruffalo, looks the same? Because yeah, I don't Mark think Ruffalo that to be has true. Definitely <laughs> aged. No, no, no. Just the eyes. Just the eyes. Just yeah. the eyes. Yeah, but like. But it's not that he has kind eyes. To me, I okay. They're very expressive and like window to the soul. Yes, clear. That is in a way like Zoe Deschanel. I think that him and Zoe Deschanel have similar yeah. eye acting. Yeah, I can see and, that. And I'm I'm here for both of it. Now yeah. I want to see Zoe Deschanel's John Wick. <laughs> Where has be she great. been? Uh, married a property brother and has an HBO Max show or Max show called What Am I Eating? She yeah, she sort of went into sort of like this short form um, farm to table kind of yeah. like food climate um, consciousness sort of space. Tweet, that, I guess that makes sense. Like, I think it was also just because she was on New Girl and they did like 18 hour days craziness mm-hmm. and she had two little kids and I think was like, I'm not doing that anymore (laughs) even though she's great i loved it girl new girl's so good new girl is incredible i love it so much and i obviously got like a massive resurgence recently during the pandemic because Mm -hmm. it's like that's when i watched it it's such a good comfort show and i will think i will say that like i feel like a lot of what people sort of talk about the show now is like nick schmidt winston coach Mm -hmm. like the men of new girl but zoe deschanel holds that whole goddamn she's really together she's so funny and she is the comedic backbone of that entire show Mm -hmm. um and just absolutely incredible um and i almost wonder if like maybe because she so much is the show that's why people don't talk about her in it as much. I, yeah. <laughs> and Well, and we all gave her too much shit for quote unquote quirkiness back yeah. like 10 years ago. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Like it was her thing. And like, yeah, it was <laughs> like. Amp- she apt was to, for sure quirky. Yeah, it was apt to yeah. be made fun of. But like, I feel like people took it to a hostile level. Took it to a hostile level and didn't realize that she was being she was playing characters that were written for her by yeah, somebody else. She understood, like, <laughs> she understood that it was her brand and she's like, well, if I'm going to get jobs and make money, yeah. here's a ukulele. And I will say that they address that whole like 
internalized misogyny of like women hating like women like that so well in an episode called Jess and Julia, if people are interested in how you handle complicated subject matter in a comedy setting, that's mm-hmm. a fucking great episode for it. And it has Leslie Kaplan in it. So, oh yes. That one. Yeah. It's wonderful. Uh, d- I don't know. Cypher is a little shit in this movie. I love that his nickname is Reagan and yeah. that I can hate Reagan oh, in this yeah. universe too. That's great. That's a fun time. He betrays everyone because he wants to eat a steak and be rich. Uh, he just wants to go to sleep. Which, you know like, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And like, I and kind of understand that. Yeah, that's, yeah. it was, I, I, it might be because this was the first time I rewatched the first movie after the pandemic, like really watching it instead of just having it on the background. Yeah. But I was like, I get, like, if someone said, hey, you want to eat this delicious steak and then we'll, like, reset you and you won't remember anything bad and you'll just be, like, you know, chilling. Yeah. You want to do that? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, that sounds great. I love that scene with him and Neo when he, like, they're, like, having a drink or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I know what you're thinking. Why didn't I take the blue pill? Yeah. And you can tell on Neo's face, he's like, that's not what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you are projecting, sir. Yeah. <laughs> that was not what I was, was on my mind. He lied to us. Yeah. No, he, um, I mean, and then that obviously that horrible betrayal brings us to the incredible tank scene. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love tank so much. Tank rules. He's amazing. I love also that trope of like the one in... I feel like this happens a lot of like spy and sci-fi movies where it's like there's one person who has to stay back because the they're in- the guy with the ship, you know, mm-hmm. um, or like bad example, but the like in like um, Criminal Minds or whatever, the lady who's always on the computer. Oh, the goth lady. Yeah. There's always like someone's like someone's got to be on the computer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I just think he nails it and does such a good job. Yeah. And like. And he gets his big hero moment when he has the yeah. gun that looks like it shoots the Ghostbusters laser. And he says, believe it or not, you're going to burn. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah. That's <laughs> like, that's what I want to see. Yeah, I absolutely loved that. And and that, okay, so that part of it is where I think connects to what I love probably the most about this movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of those sort of like, it's seemingly a classic movie of like, you are the one. And you're like, why am I the one? And they're like, you just are. The prophecy said so. The oracle. Blah, right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And there's never really explained kind of like a little bit in a Dune way, you know, of mm-hmm. just like you are the chosen one kind of thing. Um, But. Yeah, but his name's not Paul. Paul. <laughs> um, I, I love Dune. Not no shade. I love Dune so much. Um, I, I watched will, it. Well, no, I mean, I read the book read like yeah. I read the book like three times in high school. I oh, okay, it. then yeah. Um, we had a we had an English teacher in high school who was absolutely obsessed with it. Um, Looked like Dwight Schrute. Ah. You know, he did a little bit. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I never never made that connection, but yeah, a little bit. Um, but Neo's not the one. He doesn't succeed alone in any way. You know, mm-hmm. like they're when they're like. To prove that he's the one, we would need a miracle. The miracle is that Tank fucking gets up and yeah. shoots the shit out of Reagan. And then there is the whole aspect of the... He needs Trinity to go back in to get Morpheus. You know, he can't do that mission without her. He thinks he can, but he can't. Mm-hmm. And it's fulfilling the prophecy that the Oracle said to Trinity that she would be in love with the one. And it is more about like their connection that actually goes back and saves Morpheus. And 
I love it. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and obviously nothing happens in this movie without Morpheus. So there's this whole idea where, like, everybody around him is kind of in this mindset that he's the one, but they're acting in a way that shows that it's actually not about him. It's about all of them. Yeah. And I loved it. It made me so happy. It's just, it's so good. It's just really well thought out. Yeah. It's like in, and so like, you know, you can watch it and you can be like, it's really cool and super interesting to watch and all that kind of stuff. But like, I understand why people have written articles about this movie. You know what I mean? And why it has such a cultural staying power. Yeah. I mean, I watched it twice. I watched it once to be like, okay, what is this? Mm -hmm. And then I watched it a second time because I was like, I feel like I missed stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I just, I truly loved it. I And I loved the whole free your mind thing and the fact that it all goes back to the spoons and the fact that, like, it's really just about, again, like, freeing yourself from this glitch you've felt, which mm-hmm. goes back to this, the idea that, like, Lana and Lily talk about, about how, like, it was an allegory for, like, growing up trans. Yeah. And it's just, and then he has that whole moment where he's like, Mr. Anderson, and he's like, it's Neo, yeah, bitch. My name. And then he does a little arm thing. Yeah. And then, and then there's a bunch of fun, weird kung fu in the middle, you know? So it it's, rules. Like, it's, it's, it's a good it's, ass it's movie. It's just so cool. Yeah. It's a good ass movie. And then the song at the end keeps yelling at you to wake up. It does. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you guys have kind of brought me back a little bit. Um, I, I came into this with like a lot of fatigue. Mm. Um, like this is everywhere and yeah, it was yeah. everywhere and after 20 years it's like all right more of the matrix but like and it's i don't know it's one of those things where it's like it's the one that started it all so like you yeah. still kind of feel it but sorry to interrupt no i mean that was the bulk of it, it was just like yeah, listening to you guys love it you know it's it's Aww. pulled me back so <laughs> that is very sweet and i love that <laughs> and yeah i mean it is one of those things that's like hard to watch now because it's been done over and over now mm. um but i will say everything everywhere all at once gave it like a whole new life too in yeah. some ways by doing it but in a completely different way um so i don't know if i'm gonna and- have the same fatigue i think i i think like 20 years from now i will still be watching everything everywhere all at once no and like i think you're right feeling well it, the same i mean yeah it'll, it's i think you're right it's about an that. entirely yeah. different situation the same like wide-eyed love that i w- walked out of that the first time right yeah i could hear like every single time you hear the like i could do laundry and taxes with you i'm gonna get the same amount oh of i'm emotion. gonna cry oh, yeah. every time yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely oh it's incredible I, every time i watch it I, like i'm gonna be sad about the relationship and like thinking about relationships in the past that like what would happen if this went other ways and then also i guess you could call it the matrix or dumb action movie side of my brain I'm going to freak out every time Evelyn punches a guy and it makes the Smash <laughs> Brothers home run bat sound effect. And yes. I go, I know that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I think there's more. I think you're right. Like there's going to be less fatigue with that because there's just more. There's yeah. just literally mm-hmm. more in it. It'll but it be... has the benefit of not being the first one. Yes, yeah. that's true. And it'll also be interesting to see if this recent era of multiversal storytelling brings some fatigue along with it to everything everywhere. You don't think we're already in fatigue of the multiverse? I'm fatigued. But just in the future, (laughs) because like it's not like the idea of the multiverse is gonna stop when Marvel stops with it, which they should immediately. But the strike may be the thing that escalates. Like Marvel has been kind of winding down. They're not getting the same returns on these movies that they were. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Um 
And I, this pause may really be the thing. Yeah, I mean, I truly like, I love the way they do multiverses and everything everywhere. And then I yeah. love Into the Spider-Verse. But yeah. I kind of stopped there. I don't That's, give a shit about any of the other multiverses. You have to, I, the mul- like, I don't know, multiverses, like, you need to have a hook of, like, it is this central person that we're following and, like, their different possible lives. Like, yeah, Into the Spider-Verse, there's a million different Spider-Men, but we care about Miles. We're following right. Miles. Yeah. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, as much as I liked it as a fun Sam Raimi silly movie was just all right you don't give a shit about what dr strange is going through they're like he meets his evil twin and he had a sister and you go okay it's because <laughs> like it's cause oh they man didn't... john krasinski's here yeah neat well, i guess that's, I mean, that was that's cool. what it is though i think that's... is the idea is that you can make then cameos in every yeah. single movie you can like and it makes sense and do people are like and then kill exactly. them i i think the hard part <laughs> which with... i cheered when he died i was yeah. like fuck your fan oh, service man. cast oh. someone else oh my god no, I, Amazing. I would still i would still like to see him do it cast someone else yeah. <laughs> are but you it's not are like... you anti john Krasinski? is that coming out i just don't want him to be reed richards okay i think people like it on the internet so he doesn't like it oh, no I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a contrarian about it like yeah he looks like him in the comics but mm-hmm. from john krasinski's performances i've seen and what i know of reed richards they don't match up i yeah. would like he's not your else. he's not your reed richards yeah exactly yeah he's not ian gifford glifford yoan grifford damn yoan griffid my bad honestly the amount of sounds that i got yeah, no, I it's it's, a, it's a lot of vowels. I think he's like Norwegian or something. <laughs> but like, no, someone, you brought up Good Place. Someone suggested William Jackson Harper to be Reed Richards. And I was like, well, that's all I want now. <laughs> you know, that happens to me a lot when someone is like, you know, who would be really good in this? And I can't get out of my brain. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think I can um, die until that happens. Yeah. Like, I need that to happen right yeah, now. Like, they're not going to, they're not going to do it. But like, it'd be cool. He can play smart. Like, yeah. I'd, see him stretch i guess as long as jerry seinfeld is the thing that's really all i care about <laughs> a dumb inside joke. all right uh do we want to get to the criteria <laughs> since we're you know so obviously focused on talking about the matrix <laughs> sure yeah, yeah yeah um i will say i know this isn't in the criteria but did y'all catch that um trinity says it's our way of the highway yes to keanu i did i wrote it down i'm like we're so close (laughs) so goddamn close Well, i was gonna say that i think it's interesting to examine the fact that in the matrix you have a choice and in the pacifier Mm -hmm. you don't you don't it's no choice in the pacifier it's very anti-choice um but the matrix he was like she was like i'm showing you the highway yeah take it the matrix doesn't have uh doesn't have a vin diesel babysitter that's oh, true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. They have to make the choice for you. <laughs> I will if, say, yeah. If there was a Vin Diesel babysitter, Cypher would be <laughs> in timeout for so much. And um, then there was also another like very specific weird connection between the two of them. Was it that uh, Cypher was somewhere in between Bill Burr and <laughs> Tom Hanks's character in Cloud Atlas? <laughs> he did look a lot like Bill Burr. I, yeah, I had a hard time getting that out of my head as well. Um, love him though he's our boston uh boston comedian sports guy um yeah his sam adams (laughs) snl sketch is great it is a good sketch i do like when they make fun of boston on snl (laughs) it makes me happy um it's that it's that joke of like you live nowhere near boston and everyone asks you you know you're from massachusetts like you must be there and you argue it 
And then as soon as you leave, it's like, yeah, oh. I was born on the Mayflower. <laughs> <laughs> I was born on Plymouth Rock. Yeah. That's where they put me. <laughs> um, okay. This is the other weird connection I saw. In both movies, we have people who um, are going to have to regrow their eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Do you? Because the, the, the woman, the, woman with the, the neighbor. Flame, I just got my eyebrows done. Exactly. Yeah. And Keanu, come, when he comes, when he births himself, um, he doesn't have any eyebrows. Fun trivia. Does anybody know how long it takes for eyebrows to grow back? Weeks. Um, I want to say six months. Okay, wow. It's in between the two of you. It's like three to four months. Oh, wow. It'll take. So I actually looked that up because I was interested to see how long... How long they were filming for. Well, how long it needed... No, I mean, they, I'm so, assuming that was makeup, but yeah. how long it took his muscles to not be atrophied anymore. Like how mm. long he was in that like tube. Right, right. You know, because he doesn't have a lot of hair, but he has his eyebrows back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, maybe that was about three to four months. I guess so. I don't know. But I think that that lady, she's going to have to wait about three to four months for those eyebrows to come back. <laughs> at least. Yeah. But she'll be least. spending them in federal prison. That's true. That's true. I guess you can draw them on. Is, is that whole <laughs> I mean, movies you on your phone? I didn't mean to peek over. Uh, yeah, it's McGurk. It's Coach <laughs> McGurk. Um, I, home movies is probably my favorite animated nice. show of all time. <laughs> um, a movie uh, at a show about kids, but for adults sign me up thank you it's yeah. great <laughs> it's fantastic it's fantastic uh so how's the soundtrack to this film compared to the pacifiers 2000s pop punk fever dream um it's really hard for me to separate this soundtrack from the the instrumental and you wouldn't steal a baby. <laughs> yeah, there there was that scene where the guitar kicks in and it does sound like the DVD piracy thing. <laughs> I will say that like I had a hard time. I was I was watching it and I was like this all sounds like score. It's mostly yeah. score. Yeah. But, but when then... you look at the soundtrack, um a lot of those instrumentals are done by like very famous bands like Rage Against the Machine oh, and cool. like yeah which is super interesting mm-hmm. um I will say the pacifier does know how to pick a um montage song oh, for my sure God, yeah. um and then I will also say though that I think the people who would like the music in the pacifier are probably the kind of people that people who like the music in the matrix would hate because the matrix I think is like hardcore and like punk mm-hmm and I think I don't think that those fandoms quite mix well with pop punk. Yeah, <laughs> generally. Yeah, but then again, I put him at a tie because I like both of them a lot. When the ra- when the Rage Against the Machine co- song kicks in at the end, like I like just start bumping my fist. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love it! I fucking yeah. love this. I'm thinking more of like the people in the '90s at the oh, time, yeah. you know, being like, "This is music." People who would unironically use the word "poser." Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Um, but the Matrix soundtrack kicks ass. It really the- does. The, the Rage Against the Machine song, it's not a spoiler, but it's in Matrix Revolutions, the fourth one. Oh, yeah. But it's a ska cover. Amazing. It's so weird, but that hit in the theater and I went, what the fuck is this? I love it. And there was like a kid and his dad in front of me and the kid was loudly going, that was terrible and this song sucks. Oh, my God. And I was like, you <laughs> suck, kid. What the fuck? <laughs> is it Steam Power Giraffe? No, uh, I think they're called Brass Against. I think it's the it, only one I know. I think mm-hmm. it's a 
ska band that only covers Rage Against the Machine songs. So that I love when weird crossovers like that happens. Mm. Like my dad has gone to see this reggae band. All and and all the songs they do are Talking Heads covers. That's incredible. Yeah, and so it's like <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, is there anything in this film that's as memorable as the Peter Panda dance from the Past Fire? Yeah, I mean, the whole goddamn thing. Yeah. Like, bullet <laughs> bullet time, the void, there is no spoon, yep. the fashion. Red pill, blue pill. Yeah. 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 It, it started it was... a whole movement of people misinterpreting it. I mean, <laughs> it started more than that. Yeah. Because, like, there wasn't just, like, that wasn't the first time that that had ever been used, you know? Like, now we think of it as, like, we think about it as, like, sweaty guys saying, yeah. Like, yeah, but I like before that. I, I feel like it was everywhere. I mean, it's the same. It's the same fatigue discussion as everything else. But. Yeah, and it's like it's it's similar to 1984 where people just say the thing, and it's like, do you understand exactly what that is? And it's like, yeah, it's 1984. They took away my favorite cereal. <laughs> I, I mean, that kind of what happens in that book. They take <laughs> yeah, away they all take the cereal. Away food. They do. You're always at war. You don't have the cereal you want. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and then you, the rat cage. That, that's what I immediately think of yeah. in 1984. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. I'm glad I did not see that when it was on Broadway. I Ooh, am not. Because I, I, I heard a lot I of shit of people freaking out about the rat cage. Well, yeah. It sounds... I mean, there, there's not a lot of... Se- for, I feel like in theater, there's even less separation than like mm-hmm. when you're watching like a movie. Yeah. So that sounds bone-chilling. Uh, Yeah. I, I just think, yeah, I think everything in this movie is memorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's not much, uh, there's not much downtime. There really isn't. Um, uh, Hoosier, Brad Garrett, Carol Kane, wacky, memorable, doesn't have to be wacky, but memorable side character in the film. What, someone who sticks out, good performance, whatever. So I was going with wacky. Okay. I think it's gotta be mouse. I have Tank and Mouse as my two. So Tank would be my like favorite side character, but Mm -hmm. I think Mouse is more similar to like the the role that Carol Kane plays in the Pacifier in terms of like he's literally introduced as the little one behind you. Um, That's how he's like, and that's Mouse. He's the little one behind you. Okay, he is very proud of the woman in the red dress that he's coded. Um, He invites everybody into the possible simulation with her which i find very interesting he has this whole add speech of like this tastes like tasty wheat but i don't know what tasty wheat actually tastes like but it makes me think of it you know how everything tastes like chicken but you like you don't know what a chicken is i and love I'm like that. this is great that i was like that's like one of the very few moments of like banter mm-hmm. in the movie and it was great i loved it and then he goes out like full-on scarface yeah um, so I don't know. He's got a pretty weird, pretty great arc, I'd say in the movie. Um, so mouse is going to be my pick for, for that, for the side character. Then I'll put down tank cause he rules. He's yeah. the guy in the chair. He can download any information to your brain, which I think they could have used more. <laughs> he knows where but, every payphone is. Yeah. And he's able to look at the digital rain and not complain about how his eyes hurt because that would kill so me. Many scenes of rain and well, rain like not, stuff. Not like yeah. the not like rain the uh, actual rain, but like how they see in the Matrix and it's just the green yeah. stuff. Yeah. The digital rain, yeah. 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 I was just saying overall. Okay. A lot of it, yeah. Very wet movie. <laughs> 
It was a very wet movie. <laughs> Isn't there... Didn't they say when they're trying to escape from the Matrix, when they're when Morpheus ends up getting caught, they say, like, can you find the nearest wet wall? Isn't that what they say? Maybe. Probably. I think they say yeah. I, I wet wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not positive. I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is it wet? I think I part of my brain was like, is it because is it a wet wall if it's like a wobbly wall? Yeah, like going yes, into a wall. Is that what like, it means? Or do they mean literally wet? Doing like Mario 64. Yeah. <laughs> I was not sure exactly what that meant, but I feel like I did hear that. Luke. I'll give it to the kid with the spoon. Oh, she's, yeah. Yeah. She's great. And she's incredibly important. Yeah, and the Oracle. The Oracle's great, too. She's just not wacky. She's having fun, though. Like, she does her whole, like, don't worry about the vase. Yeah. And, like, is just fucking with him a little bit. Like, not enough to be, like, a goofy, hoo-hoo. She's wackier in the second one, isn't she? She's different in the second one. I think it's a different actress, because this one I thought the actress died. died in between two and three. I forget what the order is, but she's she's definitely not in three, so yeah. it might be in between them. I do like the fact that usually when we're taken to see an oracle in a movie, we're thinking like, you know, crazy lady living in like a tent, you mm-hmm. know, um, with unkempt hair or something but and this is just like sweet an, old lady baking cookies having a smoke mom. yeah she's just a nice person you know mm-hmm. <laughs> really everybody else is weirder than her yeah uh is there anything in this film that is as batshit insane as the sound of music subplot from the pacifier which if you don't know just watch the movie it's pretty self-explanatory yeah um it's the fact that uh the the concept of robot metal sludge from Terminator makes it into so many other things. Um, it's a cool effect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's like that the general consciousness saw Terminator and they were like, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. what I mean, yeah. robot changing shape would be. It's cool. I don't know if this qualifies as a subplot. Because, like, not to be a structure geek. But oh, I don't think this movie has a subplot. No, and it, <laughs> it, it doesn't have to specifically be a subplot. It just has to be a weird thing. Well, I think one of, one of the things I noticed on my rewatch of The Pacifier is how many Sound of Music references there are before we even get to the Sound of Music, mm-hmm. which is really fascinating. And I was trying to, I was like, I wonder if there are more Sound of Music references in The Pacifier than there are Alice in Wonderland references in The Matrix. (laughs) Um, But I will say probably like the weirdest subplot is if I take in my brain those people that Neo gives like a program to in the beginning. Mm -hmm. If I, if I spin out what their life is like, I'd say probably that's the weirdest. (laughs) That would be the weirdest because who are those people? What are they doing with what he has? They are in the Matrix, but are they trying to hack out of it? Is it just... Hopefully they're making people's lives better, maybe? I don't think so, considering when Neo was like, do you ever feel like you're in a dream, but you can't wake up? And he goes, yeah, mescaline. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not sure if he's making anybody's life better. Why did they pick up the program and then go immediately to the club? Right. Well, because it it looks like a drug deal, but it's not. Yeah. You know? (laughs) (laughs) That's very odd. I also liked that... In that scene, you realize that computer genius, like Neo computer genius, equals like how many like stray keyboards do you have on your desk? <laughs> <So> <laughs> it many. means that you're a good hacker. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a 90s <laughs> hacker house. Yeah. 
And like, it's a hacker movie. At one point, Morpheus literally says we're in, in the hacker yep. voice. Yep. Uh, for me, it's kind of a personal thing, but there was a phase in high school where past guests on the show, Alan and JT and I would hang out and just watch weird, bad movies, whatever we could find. And one was called Night of the Lepus, which is about... A does fun- he reference that every time he's here? Why does that sound familiar? He's referenced it before. Okay. But... It's like about a bunch of and a bunch of rabbits get exposed to radiation, grow to giant size and attack a town. And like it's a cheesy B movie like you're supposed to be scared of like, look at how large these rabbits are. And it's like a bunch of normal sized rabbits, obviously in a dollhouse. <laughs> and that movie is what's playing in the background uh, when they visit the Oracle's house. No. Yes. That's amazing. I like the first time I saw the Matrix was after I saw Night of the Leap. And so I paused it. I'm like, Incredible. holy shit. That's the fucking bunny movie. That's great. It's like, I have no idea why it's why they chose I that. I mean, the Wachowskis so must have liked it for yeah. some reason. For maybe some of the reasons you liked it. Just it being <laughs> weird as shit. Yeah, it's just very like, weird. But like, I was so excited to see it being referenced in something. That's wonderful. That's great. Uh, and what would you rank this movie and rate it against the Pacifier? I would give it five little tummy bugs out of five. And tummy I think bugs. it's much better. There's, uh, there's a reason it's had such a lasting cultural impact. Hmm. hmm. I think I'd give it four and a half. Um... Four and a half payphones. Okay. Yeah. Give it a... Oh, wait. Better and better or worse. Or worse. Yeah. Oh, better. Oh, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's, it's better. Didn't want to assume. Some, yeah. Some, yeah. Sometimes you there's never a twist. Know I'm not saying the pacifier isn't good. I'm just saying this is this is better. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it six lines of green code. Mm. The pacifier is better for me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I for... mean, they each their own. Yeah, I love it. I mean, there's a lot going on in the past fire, for sure. There's it, layers. It, it, it's just fun. It's fun and weird. Uh, it is weird. It's very weird. And speaking very of fun weird. and weird, we have our newer game called Fill It Up With Diesel. I should just mute your mic every time you do that. <laughs> uh, where we ask ourselves and our guests to cast Vin Diesel somewhere in this movie. He can be replacing a character. He can be an entirely new character. You can do whatever you want with him. But where would Vin Diesel go in The Matrix? I think the obvious boring answer is Morpheus. Yeah. I think Vin Diesel would make a very funny, very good Morpheus in some ways. He's already bald. He already has experience with the weird sunglasses with the Riddick movies. Exactly. Like, yeah. It all works. Because Morpheus has to be bald. That's yes. integral. Um, and he's got the, you know, his voice mm. um, that I think would be a very interesting Morpheus voice. But I would also love to see Vin Diesel as a different, like, character that doesn't exist, but, like, a training montage specialist character. So like when people come out of the matrix and they need to like learn Kung Fu or Mm. whatever, maybe he's the person in the simulations that you're always doing it against. That'd be fun. I would love to see that. I would want him to either be one of the candidates for the one. So it's the room of children doing their psychic powers and then just Vin Diesel sitting there <laughs> reading a magazine. Now, Vin Diesel full grown or Vin Diesel head on a child's body? 
Ooh, I that's tough. I want to do full grown. I feel like head on child body. We've done too much with this. <laughs> or I would want Mouse to brag about making the woman in the red dress, but then when someone finally meets them, they realize Mouse is bad at coding, and it's, and it's Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel in a red dress. <laughs> Well, yeah, because there's that moment where she turns around and you see her face and it's Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. That exactly. Would be that would be amazing. Or we just realized that like Mouse has desires that we didn't know about. Yeah. You know? Vin Diesel themed desires. Vin Diesel themed desires. Diesel-themed yeah. Desires. Mouse found ancient VHSs of Fast and Furious. Yes. And has been just consuming them. I also think it's hilarious that uh, that scene where he's like, ah, did you see the woman in the red dress? What are you doing? Is basically that like psych 101 thing where uh, the kids are playing basketball and it's like, did you see the gorilla? Oh, yeah. It's the same <laughs> scene. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a little weird. Um, of course it is. Uh, I would change it. So when you come out of the Bacta tank there, um, you're not just like a hairless you. Oh, wet Vin Diesel sits up. And it's every time. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your buildup is. <laughs> Vin Diesel sits up out of the tank. But, you know, he's muscle atrophied and all the same stuff happens. They have to carry the Vin Diesel into the tank. And then for four months, you grow out of Vin Diesel mm. and into you. So the AI have created an ed- energy source that's just Vin Diesel. That's correct. Yeah, it's because just... they were like, this is the perfect body, and <laughs> you will be the perfect this energy. This is the perfect man. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, his... humanity is the perfect <laughs> I mean, as the little girl in the pacifier says, like, he's got great boobs, and that's <laughs> going to get a lot of good energy from it. I like that idea. Exactly. Yeah. It's... And then you slowly become yourself, who, who you are. Yeah. 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 That's an interesting it's That's a good an take. interesting pitch. They drain the energy out of you. You become a less energy filled. <laughs> they take away person. your diesel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um I wonder like I mean, obviously Lawrence Fishburne is incredible in this, but I didn't know that thing about Will Smith, that Will Smith was supposed to play Neo. Mm-hmm. What kind of a movie would this be if Will Smith played Neo and Vin Diesel played Morpheus? I think it's a very different movie. Very different. <laughs> I think I still I think like it, that I think movie. it could work. I yeah. think it's I'd still watch a it. good time, but it. I don't think it would last as long. It's more um, Independence Day. Yeah. It's more, yeah. I don't want to say just straight up beat, but it's definitely more action focused. He's. It's probably more action focused, yeah. He's less of a relatable uh, everyman and more of, that's Will Smith. I don't know. I, but his like brand was... I guess it's not every man because the every man is definitely Will Smith every time. But there's there's a, some sort of moldable, relatable quality that like put him in so many movies in that time. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think it's just like he's probably coming right off of Fresh Prince of Bel Air at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to shake that moving into a big movie like this. He's younger. He's, yeah. Well, but I think that's fine. I don't yeah. know. I that wouldn't really shake me. It would just be more like. It is hard with movies like this to cast someone who's super recognizable and not like immediately take someone out of it because you're right. like, yeah. oh, look, Will Smith's in The Matrix. You know what I mean? And uh, if you're doing Will Smith in a Matrix type world, then I guess the closest thing would maybe be iRobot, mm. which uh, like I haven't seen. Is, Does it have to be? That's yeah. But like, that's kind of what you'd get. 
uh, he turned it down and instead did a previous episode that we have covered on the show, Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West. <laughs> Whoa. I will say, though, I think Will Smith would nail it. I want to oh, put yeah. that on the record. I, I think, think he'd be great. It, yeah. I don't think Vin Diesel would nail it. I think he would deliver a very <laughs> um, memorable performance. It'd be interesting. It would be interesting. I, 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 I'm, I'm a little worried about it becoming a little campy uh, if it's Vin Diesel. <laughs> according to Will Smith, his Morpheus was initially going to be Val Kilmer. Oh. Which is like time fitting. Yeah. Also yeah, interesting. I'm okay, I don't, I'm okay with that. I think I'd be okay with it. I just, I don't know how, how much it would work. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Vin Diesel, I, I think you have too much of a hard time. Like there's Vin Diesel doing a thing and then there's like straight lace Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I don't think that he has like the buoyancy there to make it work. Like, yeah. Cause you either have the Vin Diesel that you have in a lot of movies or you have like something like find me guilty mm. where he is like out there and it's like out of the shell. And I would like to see more of that. I would like to see that in other roles, but I still don't think that gets us yeah. here. Right. Yeah. I, I'd agree with that. So thank you for coming on, Corey. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug or anywhere people can find you online or whatever? Whew, I don't know. Um, it's been a while since I've posted on Instagram, but I guess you could follow me on Instagram. My name is Corey Luco. Um, but no, I mean, well, okay. <laughs> I did a short film called Man vs. Vibrator, and I found it very fun. Um, okay. And so if anybody wants to check that out, you can just find it on Vimeo, Man vs. Vibrator, and then Corey Luco. Um, that was a good time, but you don't even really need to include this because I'm not here for the plug. Just okay. here to just here for the couch. Um, I will. I am interested though. I want to know: Would you guys take the red pill or the blue pill? I'd, I'd probably take the blue pill. The red pill seems like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It definitely I'd, is. You want? I want to say that I'd take the red pill, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's like I think I definitely would because I don't know. In the moment, you're not really thinking about the consequences. You're all wrapped up in it, and then like any sort of feeling about it afterwards. I was like, maybe I should like should have taken the comfortable pill. Would come after you were gung ho, like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I'd be worried about my family too. Like that would be mm. a big thing for me. Of like, if I take the red pill and wake up. Can I convince them? Can I find them? Are they going to actually be them? Well, it like, seems like Neo has like nobody. Yeah. It seems like he's right. like on his own. I will say that like what I thought about when I was thinking about this question, I was like, if you're doing really good on the Matrix, do you want to take the red pill? I mean, exactly. you're doing pretty good. I, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think they come to you. I they, think don't, they don't. They yeah. <laughs> don't. <laughs> They're like, we don't need you. They're like, yeah. I will say that I want so badly to say that I would take the red pill. But considering the fact that I'm like afraid to take shrooms, I think that there's a really <laughs> good chance I don't take the red pill and I'm just like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Is there an option to not take either pill and just leave? Yeah, that's actually like, super interesting. You can crush you, it up and put it in my tea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> can you just like feed it to me, but like don't show me you're going to do it because I want to do it, but I'm afraid <laughs> to do it. You know, just like throw it Morpheus, in something. Morpheus, do you have a piece of cheese you can wrap it in? <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that he doesn't dry swallow. The Morpheus was like, no, we have a glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> We're not savage. They look right. coated too. They like, are. Yeah. They look like, um, they look like it's, um, it's fish oil. Yeah. <laughs> or NyQuil. Yeah. I was going to say Dayquil and NyQuil. Oh my God. Which one do you NyQuil. Okay, so what do you take? Dayquil or Nyquil? It depends on the time of day. Um, I think more often 
the Dayquil pill. Because like if mm-hmm. I'm taking Nyquil, I'm drinking the Nyquil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. Like, you're wor- not swallowing them, or you're like yeah. worried about passing out in the middle of the day. Plus, sure. I am like ninety three percent convinced that Dayquil is a placebo at this point. I know that it's not. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say at this point I'm like ninety three percent Nyquil, <laughs> <laughs> and I was very concerned. Well, I, was I think say Dayquil about- is a placebo too. It's just when you take it, you're asleep afterwards. So every time you're like, "Well, My- I woke up and it worked because I went to sleep." Nyquil well, is the one that makes you go to sleep. Dayquil. I think he just got it mixed up. Yeah. yeah. No, but I, I, well, I think that's right. I mean, because like <laughs> sleep is what makes you feel better. So it's right. like it probably just puts your ass to sleep instead of like I mean being... that's how they're able to sell the Z-Quil mm-hmm. like it's it's NyQuil without the cold medicine yeah so I mean I don't know I I have not taken Dayquil in a while sometimes I have a hard time sleeping I could I could pop a NyQuil but that's blue right so that yeah. means I'm boring <laughs> that that means you uh, go back to sleep that means I go back to sleep okay you know what fuck it I'm gonna take the red pill I'm not gonna do <laughs> shrooms but I'll take the red pill <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stick with the blue pill I think yeah. or but like, you know, we'll see what happens. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you can follow us anywhere at No Highway Pod on all of your social medias. Email us, nohighwaypod at gmail.com. Uh, if you're Richard Iowati. Yes, Richard Iowati, or if you're his representation, absolutely come on the show to talk about. The Watch. And, yeah. Or The Watch. Yeah, we can, yeah. Just, <laughs> we can just bullshit about The Watch. I can pitch my idea where I wanted Noel Fielding to be a vampire in a sequel. Yeah. Have you ever seen um, Richard Iwadi's movie Submarine? No, no, I need to. It's I, amazing. It's been on my list for forever. It's so good. I mean, so yeah. And and if you guys get Richard Iwadi, you know, I'm coming back, right? Absolutely. I'm just going to hang out. Me and Steve are just going to be there's like, just hey. Gonna, there's just going to be a crowd of people in here. And he'll, he'll be like, I'm in a house in a mysterious New York town. <laughs> well, like he was like, I wonder if Richard Iwadi, like, what do you think the chances are he's ever been to Staten Island? Low. I'd say low. Yeah, probably low. Probably low. Although they do shoot a lot of things here. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's an abandoned prison that yep. people shoot at all there's the time. A, there's an abandoned hospital, too. That was, oh, um, there you go. That was Arkham Asylum when they did Gotham. Very cool. Um, did they get the turkeys any, in any of the shots? I, not that I saw. Damn. <laughs> uh, but it is like, when you drive by it, so there's like main hospitals over here, and then there's this one that used to be like... I don't know. I think at one point it was like a National Guard thing. Like it was one that petered out over time. But it's like <laughs> in like different floors of it. Like they trained nurses there for a while. And now at this point, I think there's really nothing in there. But it's like such an old building with the brick and stuff that it's it's something to look at, which is why they picked it. Yeah. I like it. And thank you to Ian C. Weber for recording <laughs> our theme song. <laughs> The C this week stands for coding, computer coding. It all works. Follow the link in our show description to hear all of Ian's cool stuff. Next week on the schedule, uh, uh, past guest Nick Cherry is coming back to talk about Son of the Mask, which uh, it's a fun episode, but I don't like that movie, man. But anyway, tune in next week to hear that episode, whichever one I just said. <laughs> Um, do we have anything else? Did I forget anything? I think you're good. All right. Nailed it. So for now, for no highway option, I've been Connor. And I've been Luke. And I've been Corey. And as always, these have been all of our opinions. And if you didn't agree with us, that is too bad because it's our way. 
No, no highway, highway option. option.